T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome in. Happy to have you with us here on a gorgeous Monday. Welcome to how October is supposed to be. Yeah, it's not This bad. is just great. No complaints at all. Um, we'll talk about Travis Kelsey later, be forewarned, because there's a lot to talk about. Because I just looked at what's happening on Twitter right now, or X, as I refuse to call it. <laughs> Three of the trending topics right now involve Travis Kelsey. And, and is, he didn't play this weekend. Is, right. Is, is <laughs> one of them Saturday Night Live, I'm sure? Um. I, it, it's not in the hashtag, okay, but yes, I assume that some of that is, and, and we'll grab that audio if you missed uh, him on SNL over the weekend. He was everywhere this weekend, not on a football field. <laughs> yeah, so, when you've got a couple of days off because the team won on Thursday night, I guess mm -hmm. if you're Travis Kelsey, you can do whatever you want. Yes. So we'll get to that coming up a little bit later in the show. Really quick. Um, speaking of football, I assume you were watching the Bills game. Oh, yeah. With the, uh -huh. uh, the very eerie injury that happened. Yes. Uh, yeah. And once again, the team, of course, is trying to kill me. But uh, aside from that, yeah, it was it was interesting to see. And I know they've taken some heat over this already, but when the injury occurred, because, I mean, it was reminiscent of last year, right? You have the ambulance come out onto the field. You have the backboard brought out. Uh, it was a very scary thing. Now, the good news is that the player who was hurt it seems to be doing much, much better today. Uh, the, there was fear of paralysis, uh, but that was allayed almost immediately. I mean, they said that he was moving while he was on the field. But the curiosity and the reason why there are some folks kind of giving it to NBC a little bit over this is that they cut to DeMar Hamlin uh, sitting there on the bench. Right. And it was, I mean, the connection was there. It's one of those things that we were all thinking it, you know, and, and yet when they cut to him with his own head down in his hands and you kind of got that, I know what he's thinking. I, I yeah. mean, what he must be going through right now is awful. Yes, that's part of the story, but did they maybe linger on him a little too long? I will be honest, and I can't be the only one because I don't watch a lot of Bills games, admittedly. I, the names are so similar yeah, that I wondered for a second if it was the same guy again. Yeah, DeMar Hamlin and Damian Harris. Uh, Damian mm -hmm. Harris is the, the running back who was injured yesterday. You're right, and I'm sure there were plenty of people who are sort of casual fans that were just watching it because it was mm -hmm. the national TV Sunday night game who may have thought that, is it really that guy again? No, it wasn't. But then, like I said, I mean, they cut to him on the bench. Uh, but yeah, uh, Damian Harris seems to be, as we said, doing much better. He gave a thumbs up as he was going off the field. And that dating all the way back, I believe it was Dennis Bird uh, of the New York Jets, who was one of the first ones to do that. Uh, it may have been Mike Utley as well. He suffered similar injuries. Uh, he, he was He played for Detroit and gave that thumbs up that kind of became a symbol for 
that, um, you know, the, what looked like a terribly serious, potentially paralyzing injury. And as they're going off the field, they just give that little, yes, I can still move my arms at least, and I'll be okay. Right. Um, I actually was watching the Eagles game yesterday, admittedly because I was with friends who wanted to see if Travis Kelsey was going and if Taylor Swift was going to be there. But it was also worth noting that it was Jason Kelsey's one, was it 175th straight start wow. in yeah. a game? Talk about the Iron Man, right? Yeah, I think I'm right. I think it's a, I think it's 175 straight starts in the NFL. So they lost, but yeah, he, he started, if nothing else. True. Yeah. And you do the math on that. That's 10 years plus. Wow. Actually, it's wow. 11 okay. years plus. Yeah. Um, okay, a couple of quick updates on what's going on in the Middle East, and then we have some celebrity news to get to uh, from the weekend as well. The latest that I've heard is that President Biden was supposed to be in Colorado this week, and that trip has been canceled. The speculation is that he may go to the Middle East now that his schedule is freed up a little bit. I just saw there's a second aircraft carrier on the way now, and I don't know which one. Yeah, it's the Eisenhower. This is the one that- The same we, one we had, talked about. We had, we had, we had talked about okay. this last week that there was speculation that the Ike was going to be uh, deployed. We didn't know exactly what its role was gonna be or exactly where it was going to be, but uh, you know whether it was going to uh, you know show up in uh, the, the Arabian Gulf or whether it was gonna be support for the uh, USS Gerald Ford, which is already in the Eastern Mediterranean. It turns out it's choice B. Both carrier strike groups will be in the Mediterranean. Uh, the, the Ford is already there. Uh, so the Eisenhower is, in fact, on its way into the Mediterranean Sea to serve in a support role. What other updates did you hear from the weekend? I heard, like, borders. There was now just, like, one way out. One million people, yes. One million people have already been displaced. Uh, the border has effectively been sealed, except for, as you said, that one crossing in and out. Um, and it, all indications are that there will be very shortly an invasion, an Israeli invasion into the northern half of the Gaza Strip. Okay. Um, and then there were, I don't know how far to go into this, but there was news about the use of children over the weekend yes uh, quite a bit there there is a recruiting drive going on right now that hamas recognizes that they are facing elimination um now i say facing elimination we're talking about the people who are current members of hamas because unfortunately what happens if you do something like that well you encourage more people to start up the same kind of group Right. So what's going on right now is that they understand that they're very much on the ropes and that this invasion is probably coming. So what they're trying to do is recruit children to be the the final defense force in northern Gaza, that they're trying to hire kids, young boys, to carry guns and do what they can to protect what remains in northern Gaza. Your choice of verb is interesting there. Hire, force... Yeah, well, <laughs> like you kind of wonder how that's going to work. Exactly. Uh, yeah. If, if recruit in whatever way they can, uh, whether that's at gunpoint or whether they're offering them money or protection for their families or whatever. Uh, basically, I mean, th this shows how close to the edge they are, that if this is the kind of thing that they're going to have to resort to, then they understand what's coming. Right. Okay, so we'll see what other updates uh, we get on that as we go through the course of the day today. Um, sad news over the weekend out of the world of entertainment. It was interesting talking to people about the death of Suzanne Summers. Based on the age of the people you were talking to, 
Some people referenced Three's Company first. <laughs> Some people referenced Step by Step first. Right. Because there's like a just a 10-year gap in between those shows, but it made a big difference in terms of the age of the person you were talking to. And of course, all of them completely ignored She's the Sheriff because shouldn't we all ignore She's the Sheriff? What when an, was that? Oh, when oh, in her career was that? That would have been uh, 1980, I believe it was 87 to 89. Okay. So it was... A bad TV show. Now, that wasn't her fault. She didn't write it, right? She just right. acted in it. But it was a terrible TV show. It lasted three seasons, which was probably two seasons too long. And and it's largely ignored. Curiously, um, one of the things that, that tripped in my memory uh, when news of Suzanne Summers' death came out over the weekend is that she was uh, one of the lead actresses in a very much overlooked TV horror movie, because the 1970s were rife with TV horror movies. Salem's Lot famously was a TV movie. Uh, Duel, which was Spielberg's first. And she did one that was a horror movie based on uh, poison ants that invade a Colorado mansion. Uh, okay. And it's and it's kind of a resort. It, uh, it goes on under several titles. Ants is probably the most uh, widely used one. When I saw it live, you know, not live, but the first time that it aired, it was called Terror at Lakewood Manor, and it's it shows her in a very different light. She's not playing the ditzy blonde character that she always played. And then um, the other thing that three things come to mind: Three's Company, Step by Step, and Thighmaster was the other her her yes. foray into wellness was yeah. the other thing sorry i didn't mean to make you choke on your what's in your cup taking a sip there but uh <laughs> but yeah that, that's true and now curiously about the thigh master uh i mean certainly she got paid and she did those ads for a decade or more i mean you, you they yeah. were always on the 30 minute infomercials or the little you know two minute spots in late night tv but that thing, uh, I mean, was parodied in the Austin Powers movie, the very first one. Um, the the Thighmaster was, or uh, it was one of the other Mike Myers movies. But but that thing, it became uh, its own little pop culture icon. Yeah. And it made Suzanne Somers filthy rich. Do you know yeah. what she was worth when she died? I do not. A hundred million dollars. Wow. That's a That's lot gotta of That's got to be mostly Thighmaster money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, wow. and and whatever residuals she was able. In fact, I don't even know if if the actors got residuals for Three's Company. But if they did, I mean, it it still airs. Me TV still airs Three's mm-hmm. Company episodes. But she was only on, I think, for the first two or three seasons. Yes, um, boy, it'll be interesting. I cannot think of the actress's name. Joy, the other actress on Three's Company. Oh, Joyce Sewitt. I was had Joy in my head. She's <laughs> you were <close>. still <laughs> around, right? Yes, she's still with. Okay. Wasn't there a lot of um, conflict behind the scenes on that show between the two women? Which is one of the reasons, yeah, allegedly, you know, according, this is all according to oral histories and things like that. But right. um, th- that's allegedly why she decided to cut that short is because, you know, her career was on the rise. Joyce DeWitt's really wasn't. And she had other things to do. Uh, somebody on the text line, in fact, a bunch of you have mentioned this. One of the first times that we saw Suzanne Summers, especially on the big screen, was in uh, American Graffiti. She was the girl in the white T-bird. Um, just that that sort of dream girl, you know, um, and and drove a significant portion of that movie. She was the driver behind one of the main plot points. Breast cancer, by the way, yeah, is is what she died of. So, and she had been battling that since for twenty years, and had been open about it for a while that it was something that she was dealing with. So, yeah. All right. Well, we have a couple of minutes. What is going on with Mary Lou Retton? 
as long as we're on the topic of celebrity health, what's the update there? Boy, you know, this story, when we were talking about this last week, when news of Mary Lou Retton's health uh, and, and this rare form of pneumonia that she was allegedly suffering, and I say allegedly for a reason, we'll get to that, um, had her on death's door, according to her family. Now, you got to remember, HIPAA rules, there's very little that can come out from the doctors themselves. In fact, they can't really say much of anything. Right. But the family are coming out and saying, okay, this is what's going on with her. And there have been several social media posts. And one of the first points of confusion for a lot of us was, what is a woman worth $2 million doing without health insurance? Mm-hmm. And then the GoFundMe came out and people donated like crazy and a whole bunch of money rolled in and it, it went beyond all expectations. And now here we are three days later and the latest update is, oh, she's she's doing much better now. And in the middle, mm-hmm. there were questions about, OK, what is it really that she's suffering? What is this rare form of pneumonia? Because there were people pointing out that Mary Lou Retton was, among several other celebrities, an anti-vaxxer. So the conspiracy theories of, ooh, does she really uh. have COVID and they're trying to keep it under wraps? Who knows? Um, but. On top of all of that, that's an awfully quick recovery from death's door right after you have millions of dollars handed to you through a GoFundMe campaign. There is something weird going on in this story. I don't know what it is. I don't even really have a hard and fast theory of what it might be. But I have the the sneaking suspicion that this story is about to get really ugly. I have not looked at that GoFundMe in a while, but the initial goal had been 50 grand. And when we talked about it on Friday, it was at 400,000. Yeah. So I'm sure it's, you're right. I'm sure it's over a million dollars now because the story kept getting played over the weekend. Big time. And, and she was a hero. Mm-hmm. You know, she, the first woman ever on a Wheaties box, which is, yeah. I mean, that, that's iconic. Uh, she scored a perfect 10 at the Olympics, only the second female athlete to ever do that after Nadia Comaneci uh, in the 70s. And she, you know, it, as was pointed out several times uh, by other reporters, uh, that, uh, you know, she didn't have the look of a gymnast. She didn't right. have that, you know, tiny little, uh, you know, skinny body. She was muscular and big mm-hmm. and, and strong. And it showed. I mean, she just performed better than anybody else had. Yeah. If you just lay the dots out, it's she's not doing well, you know, not going to knocking on the app, you know, I mean, not doing well. The GoFundMe goes up because she doesn't have health insurance. The GoFundMe raises a, mo- a lot of money. Suddenly now she's doing okay. Um, if you have thoughts, it, it, it's a little fishy. And it also makes me wonder about the role of the daughter. Yes. Did Mary Lou Retton know? Well, and here's an oddity about that, because since you mentioned it, and I said millions, I way overshot. Uh, that GoFundMe is still at about $435,000. Really? Okay. Yeah. So it, okay. it apparently didn't grow as nearly as much over the weekend as we expected that it would. If you have thoughts on what's going on here, 913-586-7798. We'll take a break here. Uh, still to come this hour, it has happened again. We have another local football team that has to forfeit games because of an ineligible player. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Phone number here, 913-586-7798. Last week, it was Grandview that we were talking about. High school football team uh, had to forfeit some games because of using an ineligible player. We don't know still officially what the reason was. Now we go to Lincoln Prep, which also has a really good record. So to Grandview, six and one so far, have to forfeit five games because of using an ineligible player.
Yeah, uh, it makes you wonder, right, how many more? How many more yeah. are there, there going to be? Uh, the, according to uh, the folks at KNBC, our good uh, friends at Channel 9, they said that the school is cooperating with the investigation into what happened uh, and how this ineligible player ended up on their squad. But you're right, and, and this is another example not only of a team uh, having to forfeit games, but a team with a very good record. They came into uh, last weekend's game with a 6-1 and one record. So clearly they were going places, but is it all because of this one player? Here's what I think is interesting about Lincoln Prep is that it is um, – somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but it – this wouldn't be as much of an issue of, well, I guess it could be living outside the district as much. I mean, it's still a Kansas city, Missouri public school, but um, I just thought it was interesting that it was that this is a college prep school. And so, and I don't know if they take kids from outside the district or not. Maybe I should take that back and look before I, before I talk too far about it. It just struck me that this was odd with this one. Um, and what they said is that it's come to our attention that during this academic year, ineligible player participated in several varsity games in a limited capacity <laughs> so, that was interesting to point out yeah, right so really that's not why we're this good uh no right there's nothing to do with that right like we're having to forfeit these games but don't worry he wasn't a big part of that anyway is is how you, how you read that and it doesn't like, really just, matter but yeah, no they don't care they're right um so yeah I, again i ask is this more common out there than like, who are we not catching? Right. Well, and, and the other thing that I wish would happen is I wish that they, they would explain the ineligibility. What mm -hmm. was it? I mean, to your point just a minute ago, what was it that made this player ineligible? Because there are several things that could do that. Age is one of them. Mm -hmm. uh, like you mentioned, living in a, in a district where you're not eligible to go to that school, that's part of it. What's going on? That, and, and that seems to be probably the easiest one to pull off. And, and likely the most mm -hmm. common is that you're just not supposed to go to that school, but you fudge your address so that you can. Yeah, the academic would be the other the other ineligibility. But True. my understanding is that that's easier to catch because that's just grades that are reported by teachers every week. And then a list goes out and this this is who can't play. You're you're right. I think the easiest thing is is they did not update their address based on where they live. Yeah. So we, but but we're left not knowing, and so we now have two schools that have forfeited games this year mm -hmm. because of ineligible players, and we don't even know if they were ineligible for the same reason. Right? Um, should they be telling us? I think so. As long as you don't use the name of the player, I mean, I'm sure that's mm -hmm. part of this. Is that we're talking about minors here, or right. maybe, or maybe we're not, you know, which <laughs> right. could lead to right. you know some of the ineligibility. But if it's the same reason, I mean, let's say for the sake of argument, both players were ineligible for the same reason. And that reason was they were going to a school they weren't supposed to attend by their address. Mm -hmm. If that's the case, audit the system. You you look at everybody Agreed. now. Yeah. Yes. And frankly, I bet other school districts are looking at that. Sure. Going, ooh, we better look at ours too, just, just to make sure. Because in both cases, the schools seem to be intimating that they didn't know. Right. Right. And then what it does is, especially when you have a really good team like this, I mean, being six and one is pretty, pretty awesome. You have kids on that team, particularly the varsity team that need to keep playing those games because they have scholarships riding on it. And now because of this one kid, now the season's kind of ruined. Because if I'm right, and I think I am, if, if I'm wrong, correct me, text line, have that. Uh, <laughs> but, but I think I'm right about this, that not only do the final scores and, and the win-loss records get erased, so do the stats.
that those games effectively never happen and they all end up 2 nothing scores in favor of the other team. If anybody knows, let us know how that works. I'm pretty sure that's the case. Uh, now, that's not going to stop you from having newspaper clippings and things like that to show off and say, okay, this is what I did. And you might even be able to have colleges verify what you did in those games mm-hmm. for uh, you know by, by going to the high school itself. But it wouldn't be part of the district records. Somebody's asking a question that I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth about. Somebody asked if it's a prep school, would his address even be an issue? My understanding is that the charter schools in the Kansas City, Missouri school district are still Kansas City, Missouri public schools, and that you have to be in the district. But I could be totally wrong. I, I could be absolutely off base. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if he's in another county or right. you know lives in Kansas for that matter, right. that that you could still be ineligible to play in that district, whatever his real address is. But again, we don't even know that that was the issue, right? Which is kind of frustrating at this point because if there is a systemic problem, whatever the problem is, you know, using older players that aren't supposed to be there or academically ineligible play, whatever the 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 issue is. If there is one that's an undercurrent in all the Kansas City schools because they found a way or they thought they did to get away with doing it, then that's the kind of thing that needs to come out. Absolutely. 913-586-7798 if you want to get in. Um, All right. Coming up next, we have a KU grad, NBA player, former NBA player, uh, who is accused of something pretty serious. We'll get to that coming up here in KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, still to come this hour, 
Do we in Kansas City just not like recycling? There was a story in the uh, in the Kansas City Star this morning about how the new carts are out and we're still not using them. So we'll get to that here coming up in a couple of minutes. Um, but we have a former NBA player to talk about who's also a KU grad. Yeah, Josh Jackson played for KU, uh, went on to play for the Detroit Pistons in the NBA and is now the subject of a rape allegation. Uh, I'm going to go through the story a little bit. Uh, so... It happened, according to the victim, who is not named because she's the victim of a rape and we don't do that. Uh, but her name is is concealed in the court uh, papers. And this is, by the way, a civil case at the moment. No criminal charges have been filed against Josh Jackson at this point. But what she says happened is uh, she somehow got in contact with him in February of 2022. And he told her, hey, why don't you come with me? Uh, Andre Drummond, who is an, another NBA player, is hosting a Super Bowl party. Why don't you come with me? And she said, that's great, because she had expressed some romantic interest in Drummond. So they go to the Super Bowl party. They both have a lot to drink. She leaves with Josh Jackson under the and agrees later on to, to meet him at his hotel room because he told her Andre Drummond's going to be there. She got to the hotel room, Drummond wasn't there. That's when she says Jackson sex, sexually assaulted her. And the case gets even weirder because after that after she says after that occurred, um she went back home and later on two women broke into her house, threatened her and robbed her, accusing her of stealing Josh Jackson's watch, which she did not have, by the way. Okay. But they they robbed her place and and threatened her life. Uh, I mean, it was it was just an awful series of events. We, what we don't know is how were those two women? Because uh, apparently, up till now, they have not been caught. How were they connected to Josh Jackson? And we don't know that part. I assume, right? Nope. Um, why is this a civil case? That's a great question. Um, usually, you would go the other way because right. there's criminal there's, would come first, right? And then civil because it would make it a lot easier if you get a criminal right. conviction against him because the burden is different. Um, then it's much easier to, to get a civil judgment against him. I'm not sure the answer to that, and her lawyer didn't really uh, talk about that. Uh huh. But. Uh, yeah, it, it's strange to see it go that way. Usually if you see it go that way, it's because you've got a problem with the statute of limitations. But this is only yeah. a year and a half old. Statute is yeah. not a problem here. So that's a question I think that, that her lawyer is eventually going to have to answer. Unfortunately, it makes me wonder, and I hate that I'm going to say these words out loud, but here we are. Uh, he f allegedly flaunted to her how much money he has. Oh, yeah. And that makes me wonder, are, are you making it pretty easy for a civil civil case she to get also, a judgment. Right. Well, and she also said that he offered her money for sex, which she yeah. declined. And that's right. when he attacked her. Um, the only clue as to why civil first instead of criminal is that the, the one bit of information that did come from her lawyers is that it was she did report it to police, but it was two months after the incident. So if they didn't have enough evidence at that yeah. point, then they may have declined to prosecute. That would surprise me, though. Did you see this line in the story, though? Um, the lawsuit says she left the hotel room, purchased emergency contraception, and took a train home where she showered. Yep. That's the problem. You washed away the evidence. Right. And, and didn't so, show up and didn't, uh, didn't talk to the police about this for another two right. months.
Right. Which having never been in that particular situation, I don't judge how traumatizing that is sure. and how it's difficult, especially if you're by yourself, your inclination is just to get this off of me. And then, and it's hard to go through all that. I don't blame that. Right. And even though it doesn't say that, that, that uh, the district attorney declined to prosecute, it would be easy to, it would be an easy conclusion to come to given the fact that she did report it and no charges have been filed up till this point. Maybe what she's relying on is that lower standard of uh, burden of proof that exists in a civil case because with no evidence, with no physical evidence anyway, uh, I mean, who knows? There, there may be things like uh, tape of her entering the hotel, leaving the hotel. Right. What kind of state was she in when she left the hotel? That sort of thing. Um, that that's what she's going to have to rely on rather than having anything from him on her. Um, he's not named in this suit, apparently. Which is odd. Yeah, and I wonder why not, but at the very end of this Bleacher Report story, it says the description of the person named in the document matches the age and biographical details of Jackson, who is not named specifically. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Then why is he in this story? I mean, why if he's not in the lawsuit? Uh, sure. Uh, and and <laughs> that's, that's an excellent question. Um, it, what she has said away from this. You know, she may have given an interview to somebody yeah. in which she in which she named him, but he's yeah. not mentioned by name in the suit itself. Uh, so we'll see where this ends up going. There's no detail in this of how much she's asking for. No. In the civil suit. So we'll see where that ends up going. All right. Story A next uh, out of the Kansas City, Kansas City Star that made me laugh this morning, in part because of how much truth to this I think there is. So, um, Kansas City is trying to make it easier to recycle things. So what we have now are these new blue and yellow 65 gallon carts that are on wheels. They were expensive. The city spent five and a half million dollars on them and they made a big deal. In fact, Brian David Platt, who's the city manager for Kansas City, made a big deal out of saying we now have delivered 158,000 carts out and about to homes in Kansas City. What we're finding now is that people don't like them and people aren't using them. <laughs> so all you have to do is roll them. You know, it's a big, it's a big cart and you just roll it to the curb on garbage day with all your recyclables in it. And my understanding is that you don't have to sort it. You just put all your recyclables in that bin. Yeah. Single stream recycling. Um, nope. People aren't using them. Yeah. It, I mean, some people are, but a lot of people aren't. Uh, yeah. And, you know, just like in Kansas, um, because I live on the Kansas side, so I know this, mm -hmm. it still boggles my mind. I don't know why we do this around here, because when I was in Illinois, it was also single stream recycling. But glass was part of it. You know, you could because glass is fairly easy to recycle. On neither side of the border is that true. The recycling bins that go out are for aluminum, steel, cardboard and plastic. That's it. No glass. I know people that are into recycling who take their glass then to ripple glass. Yeah. I guess is where you can drop it off to be recycled. But people don't like doing it anyway. So now you're making it more difficult for them to do it. Right. And uh, yeah, there, there are a couple of, uh, in fact, there's one that I use that's not terribly far. It's it's in Olathe. Uh, I think it's like uh, 35 and Santa Fe, somewhere in that neighborhood. There's a, out, out in a parking lot, there's a bunch of different dumpster style things. Most of them are for cardboard, but there's two or three of them out there that are for glass. But that's the point is that you actually have to make the effort of putting it all in your car 
separating it, first of all, putting it all in your car, taking it there, and dumping this stuff. So here were some of the complaints of critics of this um, that the star talked to. Anna Joy Walker on East 41st Street is all for a cleaner city, but calls the new containers a pain in the neck. <laughs> and that's not what she said. Uh, her house is on a rise, so that big recycling uh, container sits unused because she doesn't want to roll it down a dozen steps to get to the curb. She says it's clucky. I don't like the noise. So she puts everything in a plastic leaf bag instead, which is not what you're supposed to do. They talk to another guy, again, house up on a hillside. He said he's not used it either because he would have to go up and down the 17 stairs with that cart, and he's not doing that. And he can't. Like they've made it as easy as you can, yeah. and they're still not doing it. And you can't leave it down there, you know, because a lot of uh, places will have uh, code enforcement. You can't leave a trash can or a recycling bin or anything like that down at the curb all the time. So do we just not like recycling? I mean, are we just a city that likes our cars and likes our space and we just throw everything in the garbage? And we like throwing stuff away. Yes. <laughs> and it's just too much of a hassle to recycle unless it's, I don't know how easy you have to make it. Like this is as easy as it gets. Put it into a separate bin, put it at the curb, done. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, even putting it in bags is a little incongruous because um, with ours, they don't want you to do that. With the garbage, they want everything in bags, but with the recycling, they just want it loose in the container so that they can, you know, just dump it in the back of it, which does make it very, we recycle every week. In fact, I took my recycling out to the curb last night. Um, but yeah, I, I, aside from just hauling the bin back and forth, if you just have a driveway, you know, mm -hmm. just a relatively flat driveway, there's no excuse for not doing it. If you tell us what side of this you're on, if you recycle, great. If you don't, Tell me why. What's what would need to happen for you to recycle more? I don't recycle because I don't go through that. I just don't go through that much. I just don't. I don't go through that much garbage. I just don't. I, I don't drink wine at home much anymore. So glass isn't like I just don't accumulate much. The real problem with us, and it's the reason why. And thank you, yeah, for reminding me. Text line. It is the at home store in Oatha. Yeah, the, that's where all those bins are. So if you're looking for them, that's where you can find them. I'm sure there's others as well. But uh, the the real problem that we have is the deliveries. I mean, Amazon deliveries, eBay deliveries, oh, yeah. stuff like that. The cardboard just, and the fact that they put a thing that's about fist size in a cardboard box the size of a desk <laughs> yes. also doesn't help matters much. Um, but uh, getting rid of all of that stuff, it piles up so fast. And that that's why I usually just take it to the bins myself rather than, because it would fill my entire recycling thing up every week. Scroll for a second. I I ordered earrings last week during. That's like we talk about like what's your vice in terms of like what you what's your what's that thing that you that you spend money on yeah. that's not a big deal. You just got, earrings are my thing because they're cheap and and I lose one all the time. And so they were doing Prime Days last week, and I ordered a, a pair to go for an event that I had this weekend. It was a bag inside of a little bag inside of another little zip bag inside of a box inside of a box. No kidding. Yeah. It, there were five layers of packaging on this thing. Sure. And other times like my vacuum came and it was just the box in a bag in an Amazon bag. Like, well, yeah, the, the one that I wrestle with is when I have to ship stuff out myself. You know, if mm -hmm. I've, I've got a music gear or whatever that I've got to ship out to somebody because I sold it on Reverb. Um, I always think, oh, I've, I've got a zillion boxes. There must be one that's the right size. No, no, there's never one that's the right size. It's never happened. 
Well, they found five that were the right size and put them all together for this little package. Uh, yeah. Uh, and it's, I mean, there is, there's a whole bunch of waste that's involved in that. But it, with us, mostly it's stuff for the dogs. You know, it's dog food, cat food. Um, and now that we've got three dogs, it's even worse. But, uh, you know, dog toys and treats and things like that. There's a lot of that stuff that's just on, uh, you know, regular order. It's, it's like a, a subscription order. And it comes every month. And it's like, oh, you know, here's the other nine boxes I needed. Somebody in the text line said they should make it a law to force people to recycle. Yeah. Is there a law that forces you to take your trash out? <laughs> well, it's either that or let it pile up in the house. And sooner or later, code enforcement is going to get you for that, too. But no, I don't think so. Yeah. So I don't know how they could force you to recycle. I guess they could chart... The worst they could do is they could go through your trash when they collect it, because that sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> and if they found recyclable materials in it that you didn't recycle, they could charge you like by weight or something. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure we've done it, too. I mean, I, even as much as I said, we recycle every we put the recycling bin out every week and it's usually at least half full. Um, with that, I'm sure there are things that we could recycle that we still end up throwing in the trash. If you have thoughts, 913-586-7798. Okay, speaking of recycling then, we have a park that is opened on the former site of the world's largest landfill. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Coming up, uh, maybe in the next hour, Starlight Theater just announced some major renovations and improvements that are coming to that theater. So we'll get to that uh, coming up a little bit later in the show. Uh, but we were talking about recycling, which gets us to a landfill, which, you know, you got to do something on that land, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, can I tell you where this one's going to go? Uh, this was, for a time, the biggest landfill in the country. It's called Fresh Kills. And the joke was always, that's because that's what it smells like. Uh, nothing like a good Fresh Kill. So uh, Fresh Kills landfill is now going to be converted and there was a big ribbon cutting ceremony and all of this. It's going to take some time, but they said that by 2036, this entire 2200 acre area in Staten Island, New York, is going to be converted into a city park. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so how much land needs to go on top of the landfill between the top of the landfill and where you're going to walk uh -huh. to contain all of the smells. More than they have. Okay. See, that's, and the problem isn't really the smell because this place stopped taking new trash. It is and it isn't. This, stop play, this place stopped taking new trash in 2001. So oh, it's wow. effectively been a defunct landfill for the last okay. 22 years. So now they're going to cover it over with dirt and they're going to put in trees and you know, grass and sod and all of the, well, that is grass, but uh, you know, all these things to try to make it nice. The problem is that no matter how deep you make that dirt on top of it, there uh, you're, you're still going to have a problem. Jamie, what, uh, what animal do you associate most with New York city? Rats. Yeah. And, Rats. Uh, and see, they can smell it even when we can't. <laughs> So are they going to be digging holes? Oh, you better believe it. it. <laughs> yeah, it's it, we've already seen this happen, which is the hilarious part of this to me, is that uh, and I've mentioned this before that that place that Derek Jeter had that, that Tom Brady stayed in for a while on Davis oh, yeah. on Davis Island in Tampa. Mm -hmm. Davis Island was a landfill. It was that's how it started its life. It was a huge landfill out in the middle of the bay, and when it filled up, they did the same thing. They they put sod over top of it and built houses, and then the rats came. 
and 60 Minutes came and did a big expose on the major rat problem they were having on this island in Tampa. So, yeah, the same thing's going to happen here. There's nothing you can do about it. You, you figure you've got 75 years worth of garbage mm-hmm. that's built up on this place. It was the largest landfill in the country. And they're just going to throw dirt on it and go, now it's a park. Yeah, until the rats so, get there. What do other cities do with the land on top of landfills once they are out of space? It, it depends. Just close it? It depends Maybe. where you go. Yeah, a lot of them will. They'll just close it and leave it fenced. So I understand the desire to beautify that and try to do something nicer with it sure. than that. Yeah, and, and I mean, any land in New York City is going to be worth something. Mm-hmm. So even, <laughs> even this land. Even an old landfill <laughs> on Staten mm-hmm. Island. Um, and, and I know a few people who are Staten Islanders that live on the north side, which is kind of far away from where Fresh Kills is. But, um, yeah, the, some of them are, are kind of okay with it, but there are some folks who just see this coming as the disaster that it's going to be. Uh, now, I guess you could make the case that really – you know, you're going to be dodging rats wherever you are in New York City. Sure. So it might not be that big a deal, but uh, yeah, what kind of mitigation I think they're going to do uh, when that happens, and it is a when, not an if, uh-huh. uh, really is going to make the difference here. Yeah. What can they do to keep them, <laughs> like, if they're running around underground, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? As long as they don't come up I, yeah, and, and say it, hello. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. If, if they're just digging tunnels underneath and whatever mm-hmm. to, to try to pull, um, to pull the uh, the the uh, garbage out, that's one thing. But I'm curious. Uh, um, yeah, if it's if it's been done around here, um, not making a park out of it, but what's happened? Because I mean, landfills exist, right? No matter where you are, we try to put them out of town a little bit. But no matter where you are, you got to put your trash somewhere. Uh, we got a couple of calls coming in here. Let's go to Jim and Shawnee. Hey, Jim. Hi. Hey, what's going um, on? Uh, one, two things. One, like a Johnson County landfill, they put a lot of shale on top of the trash, and then and they do it in layers, and it's it's not just dirt on top of trash. But uh, the other interesting fact I had was that uh, I have a book on facts that in uh, uh, the the largest man-made structure in the world is the Kills landfill by volume. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's going to take a little bit. People all think it's the Great Wall of China, but it's not. It's, it's the Kills landfill. That's what we need—a landfill you can see from space. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Jim. Yeah. Um, they said the new park is designed to be nearly three times the size of Central Park. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I just want to know what they're going to do. I mean, they, and it's not just rats. Rats are going to be the biggest problem, but animals from all over the place are going to come to that because it looks nice. There are probably going to be some pretty good places to hide, and it smells like garbage, at least to them. Two of you on the text line have said golf course. Yeah, that there are a couple of golf courses that we know of that are built on a landfill. Stone Canyon, as somebody said, mm-hmm. was built over a landfill. Yeah, I mean, if you've got that much wide open ground and you need to do something with it, then at, at least there you've got a groundskeeper that's responsible for keeping the rats away. Yeah, and I'm just trying to think what else you could do with the land. Because are rats going to be a problem everywhere? Yes. I mean, I know New York has got an extraordinary problem, but are they that big of a problem everywhere? Yeah, there's there's a great book about that. Uh, it's just called Rats that is about our connection with them. And anywhere you find people, you find rats. Okay. 
We'll see how they end up. By the way, it's going to be a long time before that park is open, but we'll see how it goes. All right, coming up, we go to the story out of California. They can now force drug users to go to rehab. Get to that coming up here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.